Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and this is the H and J Daily. Some of the hand-picked best moments. From this afternoon's Cherry picked. show. Cherry-picked, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, uh, we had a chat. We covered quite a lot of ground. Andy had a rant about Chelsea, and you'd expect that anyway. Mm. Uh, and then we talked about uh, David Wagner's new book and uh, other matters besides. Uh, you'll hear all of that. And Andy Zortzman was here. He's yeah. uh, a comedian, cricket statistician, show, Gillingham fan, yes. lapsed Gillingham fan. Show regular. You're show regular, but we covered, again, covered some ground with him. So... Yeah. And, of course, we, we had Don't Ask Me, a thrilling Don't Ask thriller. Me. Absolutely thrilling. So here it all is. Enjoy. Very much enjoyed uh, Match of the Day on Saturday night. Yeah. 104-year-old uh, Bernard Sheridan, the bloke who saw his uh, first Liverpool game in 1923. Lovely story, wasn't it? And I was thinking, it's lucky that Sarri wasn't the manager of Liverpool at that time because he'd still be waiting for the first goal. Quite he's possibly. ever seen yeah because basically they're hopeless absolutely hopeless I mean talk about having a go at the players is something else it really is brilliant isn't it when it's your fault basically you're wasting these players you're wasting the best player in the league and when you do you do that and then you turn around and you blame somebody else for it it's quite staggering it really is you know and I just thought it was a pretty abject performance but it's no different to any of the performances we've seen under Sari with a false nine I mean mm. why he's gone away from Giroud I mean Giroud played quite well and you saw although Giroud's not the answer because he missed a good chance at the end you saw the minute he came on yeah. Hazard was freed up and Chelsea looked better well I'll tell you what you there know. was one moment I thought you were a sage because I said to you get Giroud on and he said no the first substitution will be Kovacic for Ross Barkley and yeah. I thought well you seem very confident about that and I then realised He's made that switch 17 times this season. I'm sick 17 of the, times. Because he's an inflexible, typical Italian manager. He's like a professor of possession of the University of No End product. It's pitiful, <laughs> mate. It's a kind of madness not to see what's staring you in the face. Everybody else can see it. I've been saying it for weeks. Mm. All the pundits are saying it. Everybody knows this is the situation. Hazard doesn't want to play. Even if you played Pedro there, it would be better than playing Hazard there. It doesn't work. So what's the point? And then when it doesn't work, and it still doesn't work, you turn around and blame the players. That's mm. really rich. I mean, Jorginho has been chronic for weeks now. Now, that's partly because he's not used to playing at this intensity yeah. of the league. And Arsenal did exactly what Tottenham but did. But every, every team does that to him. So mm. since that's happened, he can't do anything. So you think, if you're such a great tactician, if you're so brilliant, mate, why can't you devise a way of freeing this player up that he isn't just marked out of the game and that everything depends on him? You know, there's young kids there that deserve a chance. Why does it? Uh, got ten minutes, didn't oh, he? Pathetic. William was crying. Forget that goal he scored us. But he's been awful all season. He's awful. So why keep picking him? You know, Georgina, why not play Louise in midfield? 
Yeah. And play, play Christensen, who's dying for a game, will probably leave unless you play him. You know, at least Louise in that position would be more powerful than Jorginho. He's just as good a passer. Yeah. You know, so, or if you're not going to do that, play Ampadu, but give, either give him a rest. But the trouble is, he costs 58 million. People, somebody said, we're not used to a regista, they call them, you know, this type of player, like a quarterback. Yeah. Like 58 million basically is a cash regista. <laughs> <laughs> What a terrible experience that was. It's so grim. Mm. You know, and Arsenal, I mean... Bring back Conte, is that what you're saying? He was at Fulham yesterday. He was at Fulham yesterday. And he's still on the payroll, you think? Absolutely. They could bring him back, it wouldn't cost him a penny. Make him come (laughs) back to work. He's still working there. Yeah. You might as well get him back. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Well, at least William would go. That'd be a bonus. It turned down 63 million for this player. Yeah. And they're going to lose a player that's going to be worth 100 million in time. Yeah. And Williams like 31. Honestly, it's the worst run top club in Europe. It's not just the manager. It's the, the board, the transfer policy, the way they do mm. business. Everything about it is Cut to Andy at the next home disaster. game. My swipe card doesn't oh, seem to be working at the turnstiles. You know, yeah, they'd have to do that to every single person that goes then because yeah. they all think the same. Um, Isn't nobody getting behind the lads? Nobody getting behind the manager? Well, I'm getting behind the lads. I'm not getting behind the manager no. because he's making a lot of mistakes. And he's just, you know, managing Chelsea in January is like a political hot potato because yeah. what happens is you try and <clears throat> sort of send a message to the board that you want a striker. Mm. So you start playing this sort of, you know, thing that doesn't work. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it becomes like a political thing that, you know, buy me this striker, then I w- I'll stop doing this. Well, it looks t- like they have, terrible. doesn't it? Well, he hasn't got there yet and they're taking their time. Um, you know, well, look, they're, they're letting the word, he's going to have a chat with Andy Brassel later on, but the word is they Morata's move to Atletico Madrid. It looks like it's going to be happened. Uh, well, I wouldn't be surprised today. if he goes and then the Higuain falls through. <laughs> well, there's a few reports that they're looking for a replacement. No, it's, one of the, it's, he's, like he's a housing, it's like a housing chain. Milan yeah. have got to replace Higuain and then you know, they, they, yeah. it goes like that. And then he can come there and then he can go to Atletico. Anyway, uh, do you remember last week we were talking to mm. Lars Sivertsen about talk uh, Norwegian players? Mm. And he reminded us that Josh King, of course. Yeah. Who, uh, Plays for Norway, he, Bournemouth. He's, yeah, for Bournemouth. And he, of course, he got the second goal, sealed it. And I was just wondering, at the end of the game, did he go up to the West Ham players and go, Bobby Moore, Sir Jeff Hurst, <laughs> Martin Peters, Alf Garnett, Russell Brand, Billy Mitchell, Ian Abrahams. Can you hear me, Ian Abrahams? You're not my friend. <laughs> That's sort of that would idea. Be good. I'd like to think he did. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing he didn't. Yeah, I'm guessing he didn't. I'm guessing either. he did. Would be good if he did. Yeah, it would have been nice. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> We're going to talk to Motti about the silverometer. Yeah, the sil- that's, the Marco silverometer. I think, has, I think it's exploded. <laughs> yeah, the old needle is uh, is struggling at the moment, isn't it? He's under yeah. a bit of pressure, really. They're just very inconsistent, Everton, aren't they? For some reason. Very, but anyway, yeah. we'll pour over the uh, football. I mean, I was a, you know I was seconds away from having a pretty similar weekend to you, really. Yeah. The frustration of it all, and of course. Um, with uh, Deli Ali getting injured as well, it's going to be a real struggle on Thursday. So, well, it won't um, be. Well, I th- well I you've think already got probably... enough goal lead. <clears throat> this team doesn't score, so well, unless it's going to be like a world class goal or a one over the top from Louise, hmm. that's it. That's a, that's the only method. Of I'm sure. I'm sure in certain circles we'll get accused of being bottlers. But if you imagine um, uh, that um, Sadio Mane was at the African Cup of Nations. Hmm. And um, Salah was injured for six weeks, yeah. and then Firmino did his hamstring in a game. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. you think you would struggle, wouldn't you, as a team? You would struggle. It doesn't matter how deep your squad is, and ours isn't yeah. particularly deep. But if that happened to Liverpool, you'd no. say, "Blimey, City are going to win the no, league." No, but you've got so, a great manager, you've got a great spirit, a yeah. much better manager than us, a much better spirit, and you've already got a one-goal lead against a team that can't score. Well, so you know, I don't imagine even if they get Higuain, he won't play him because they say some 
nonsense and he swore some nonsense about the fact he didn't understand our football. I think nobody understands your football, mate. Well, no, the what it is the good thing about him coming in is that he's played under him before, so you know there's going to be that yeah. element of trust. We have there. seen, you know, I'm angry, but we have seen glimpses of what it can be, but it's very, very rare glimpses, and it requires a lot of movement and a lot of precision. Gone by Friday if Spurs win, possibly. You yeah. reckon he mm. could really? Yeah. Sorry, gone by Friday. Could be. Do you think he would make that sort of pronouncement he did yesterday unless he had the backing of the board? Though? Well, I suppose he has got the backing of them. Yeah, maybe you know. I'm sure that I'm sure the board feel the same thing. But yeah. it's not good enough for me. If you know, if you're asking people in any organisation, not just football, anything, you're asking people to do something that they don't believe in. It's very difficult, and they'll do it because you're the boss, but they won't do it particularly well because they don't believe in it. They don't think that playing without a striker is a way to win football matches. Mm. And so they go onto the field feeling already beaten. Yeah, so, you know, yeah the body right. language, of, especially uh, Azar, that's not his fault. You know, he was all right once Giroud came on, but now before that, he was, you know, they, you're basically driving mm. him out the club completely. Um, just one other thing I thought yep. um, uh, Fabian Cher, who scored two goals for yeah. Newcastle, I think Spurs should sign him. Oh, yeah, so he can play with Sonny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've got Manu, babe. That's, <laughs> that's their it. big hit. That's it. <laughs> Why not? Um, and the name of the weekend for me was uh, Umar Beckles. It's like that thing you're sitting there with your mate saying, you're shifting about a bit. Tone, what's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, my Beckles, mate, honestly. It's my Beckles have been up for about a week the now. Beckles. There's nothing I can do for you. Nothing I can do about me Beckles. Anyway, oh, me Beckles. Oh, me, me, Could be a new word. I've tried it. I've had the operation, the cream. Me Beckles, mate. Nothing's out. Nothing works. I'm a martyr to the Beckles. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Uh, here on TalkSport, I can let Torbert are playing hearts in the cup and we will be uh, chatting about that a little bit later on, one of their players. Mm. Um, but with us in the studio now, uh, friend of the show, comedian, uh, cricket statistician and Gillingham fan, it is Andy Zaltzman. Andy, good to see you. Hello, nice to be back. I, should, yeah. I think I'm a lapsed Gillingham fan now. Now, you don't feel I you think... deserve the... No, I don't. it's been so long since I've used to go regularly. And, um, I mean, ice hockey is his thing now, isn't it, Andy? Well, you love, you love I the love ice the hockey. hockey. Mm. I still, but it's still the first score I look for. Gillingham on Saturday, yeah. Even though I'm, deeply how did they loved. get on? They lost, didn't they? They got gubbed. Yeah, I mean, they lost three 0 didn't they? I think oh, it wasn't, it wasn't a great weekend. Focusing uh, on the cup, going to go the all the way. Well, yeah, <laughs> but there's a story. I don't know if you've seen this today. There is a story involving the cup. Uh, Steve Lovell, the manager, um, sent his mum along to. Uh, <laughs> To watch. It's not exactly Bielsa, is it, really? No, it's great. Spygate. Yeah, Steve, um, his, uh, his mum used to be a Swansea season ticket holder and uh, still lives in the area. So uh, he sent his, his old mum, 78-year-old mum. Steve's mum went along. There no need to sort of climb over a fence or anything, which was handy, yeah. like Leeds. And she said, look out for their wingers. They're very quick. Right. Which is a kind of mum She got out a big yeah. PowerPoint like Bielsa. Though. Yeah. yeah. Did a bit Fantastic. of scouting. He said, I grew up in Swansea and supported the club. So it's great to return. My dad was a season to get older. He used to take me to the old vet. He said, uh, I did eventually manage to play a few games for them on loan from Millwall. So, yeah. Good old mum's gone along there. And, it's fantastic, uh, isn't it? Maybe great. It's really detailed. She said, I need to look, I need to pour over the pro zone first before I can really make a value <laughs> yeah. judgment. Is she going to give a PowerPoint presentation? 
Yeah. She might call them in. That's right. Yeah. What's her name? Brenda. Brenda Lovell. So uh, maybe she'll get some work with other clubs. If if, yeah. if Gillingham Bielsa win that game, her on, yeah, Bielsa. <laughs> no, who's going to an old lady with a shopping trolley yeah. walking around your training ground? Frank Lampard's not going to notice that. That's is true. That's yeah, it's, it's great espionage, that isn't is, it? It's the future, or maybe it's the future of all espionage. Just you know, <laughs> just old, old old women. Oh yeah. The well, that, uh, do you know what? That, some someone somewhere someone has written in a margin there: old women and spies, and we'll have a film, won't we? <laughs> Mm. And it'll be, you know, with respect, not old women, but w- w- women of a certain age, Julie Waters, there'll be Meryl Street, everybody's over 60, there'll be a group of kind of harmless Dame Maggie Smith will, Dame be, the, Maggie the Smith will be in I'd it, like yeah. Maggie Smith to be the next James Bond. Would you? Oh, that's yeah. bold. I'll have a look <laughs> at Paddy Power's odds. James yeah. Bond for the 21st century. Yeah. An aging population. Apparently she's very, yeah. very funny. I, mean, I can quite see it myself. Oh yeah, I can. I can't, yeah. Don't you think that? Yeah. Great. Have you know? Do you, do you not watch any of Downton? Great comic timing. Is it's very good. No, I've never oh, yeah. seen one episode of it. To oh, be honest. Man, you've missed out, mate. Too yeah. busy watching Monk. No, well, that football. Is. I watched. The, <laughs> I watched the first episode of Downton when it didn't cover. Paul Downton being dropped near yeah. the team in 1981. I was yeah. like, well, that's like, it. We used to say that about, there was a film once uh, called Embers, and we thought, he's not even in it. He doesn't feature once. Well, it's, it's, an Winona, al- it's an allegory, isn't it's, it? It's, I thought, Winona Ryder, who's she going to play? Like somebody who works on the staff of Middlesex at the time. I mean, mm. I, what was, I what was, anyway, yeah, he wasn't if, in it. If you play the soundtrack backwards, it's got... It's got the commentary of him taking seven wickets at Sydney in 1987. Do you know, I never knew that. I'm going to go back and listen tonight. Now, talking to cricket, of course, the cricket gets underway on uh, Wednesday. And um, I mean, we can't read too much into the warm-up games. But um, England are going to have to go some to lose this series, aren't they, really? Well, to lose it, yes. I think um, the West Indies clearly are not the force they once were. They've uh, they, but, but that said, I think they're a tougher team than... Than we assume. Hmm. We failed to win in the last two series there, and they've just recalled Darren Bravo, who's a very good test batsman. Yeah, yeah. hmm. Their pace bowlers in home tests recently have been really good. Uh, Jason Holder's been superb at home in the last few series, as has Shannon Gabriel. Kemar Roach is bowling, bowling well again. So I think they're going to pose a real threat to England, particularly as England have just come off a series in which they've faced about three balls of pace. Yeah, I can't and see Jennings lasting yeah, this series. Yeah, that's the worry, isn't it? Keaton Jennings yeah. against pace. He's looked a bit suspect, doesn't he, really? So, um, uh, as good as England were in Sri Lanka, I don't necessarily think it's going to have any great impact on, on this series. Pace, pace bowling is... Uh, I mean, in West Indian domestic cricket, these spinners have incredible statistics, mm. but in test cricket, uh, I think the last eight series... Uh, seam bowlers have averaged more than spinners, usually by quite a significant yeah. margin. And even teams like Pakistan and India and Bangladesh, their spinners have really struggled in the West in the West Indies. So I think that the 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 effectiveness of West Indies pace bowlers in home conditions could be a real real test. So it's going to be like a home match for England, isn't it, with the Barmy Army? Yes, <laughs> well, pretty much everywhere yeah. is. I don't everywhere, know. yeah, yeah. It's the, a shame because hmm. uh, you know Michael Atherton, I think, was writing last week. You know, there's great characters that used to get it. West Indian Test match, gravy, and I can't remember the name of the other chap. Yeah. They they dress up and they wear something different every day, and there'd be some people hanging off the rafters. It was a very different experience going to a Test match in the West Indies in the nineties, eighties, and nineties. Yes, and uh, here um, as well, watching West Indies yeah. cricket oh, in this early, country. Early, yeah, I used to go. I had a mate in the 70s, West Indian yeah. mate. I used to go with him and his dad. And go and watch the matches, and it used to be fantastic because you could sit on the grass. Yeah, they never brilliant. Well, that's that's one thing cricket has definitely lost. When mm. you look back at old footage from the seventies, is is fans running onto the pitch when a batsman scores a hundred and shoving notes into their pocket, pay, <laughs> paying them <laughs> tribute money on scoring a hundred. I think I think we need to get that back in the game. They can have that in the IPL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's basically being done off the field in the IPL. Yeah. 
Um, so um, they're using the Duke's ball, of course, aren't they? Very swing friendly. I mean, we, that was interesting, wasn't it? And they're going to go with that. Is that should play in our hands a bit from a bowling point of view? Uh, I think it plays into both teams' yeah, hands. Yeah. Um, Anderson, although England only drew the last series there four years ago, but Jimmy Anderson uh, took uh, I think 17 wickets at a, a very good average. Um, but the rest of England seem to struggled in that series. Uh, as always, he's the key that was one of the interesting things about mm. the Sri Lanka series wasn't it that England won with Cook having retired and Anderson and Broad had almost no impact on the series it did feel like a new side emerging but I think in this yeah. series Anderson uh, again is, uh, is probably the decisive factor on either side mm. it's interesting in the Sheffield Shield for the second half of the season they're going to be using the Duke's ball did you see that in to, Australia yeah to prepare them for the ashes in the summer yeah, and probably a good thing. Do they know which which brand of sandpaper they're going to apply <laughs> yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. it, does, it they've they've been down Wicks, and they've got some. Yeah, that's right. The, the home brand. If you're if you're Mister Kookaburra of yeah. Kookaburra balls, though, yeah. you're, you're going to be upset about this, really, because you know in the end it looks like the Duke's ball will. Who is Mister Kookaburra? Do we know? Is that, is that Alan Kookaburra? Is he from Sydney? <laughs> Let's be looking up. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, it, it, it's true because the listeners don't know these are the two balls that are used, and people have been saying let's standardise the ball. And it's looking more and more like that, that they're going down the Duke's route, aren't they? Really? Yeah, I think that's something quite interesting in having different balls. But I think the, the Kookaburra, in the form they're currently being used, at least a quite tedious cricket. But it might be, yeah, if you have balls that have different aspects, it could almost be that you balance mm. out the toss at the start of a game by having one toss for whether you bat or bowl, mm. and then the other team can choose which ball they use. That might, <laughs> it's you know, a might, revolution. Yeah, yeah, balance it out. Yeah. Also, no, no. I mean, I've always, always thought you should just let yeah, and this this kind of dispute over home advantage mm. being too influential. Just let each team prepare eleven yards of the pitch, and then you know you have a <laughs> green seamer at one end, raging Turner at the other. That's yeah. a good idea. Well, great great make for great. Do, do you know how they they got their name? The Kookaburra. The the guy who owned the company was a guy called A. G. Thompson, and he had a pet Kookaburra. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, called Jackie. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. What a so, wonderful statistic. Yeah, so that's why... Uh, well, it's statistic. No, it's More not really just... It's a fact. It yeah. is a fact. It's, it's not, a not a stat. It's a fact. <laughs> and uh, so there we are. Uh, that's that's how, that's why they called it that. All right. Feel free to lob that into anything you find yourself thing. up to in the next month or so, <laughs> which we won't talk yeah. about now. Um, I won't remember it. I think the Kookaburra was called Alan. His name was Jackie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Annie Zortzman is with us. Uh, we're going to be... Got a bit of music for you when we come back. Oh. Yeah. We're going to see those uh, arms. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. They see those arms, not obviously not if you're driving. <laughs> that would be a bit worrying, wouldn't yeah. it? But uh, anyway, we play that. That's, uh, of course, uh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus Christie, as she's now known here on TalkSport. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, in a kind of more countryfied days. And that's because um, uh, Nathan Jones, the new Stoke manager, um, has been playing this to the boys. He's been explaining the lyrics to the yeah, Stoke Not play. playing Nathan Jones. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not, not the song of his... No, he's, <laughs> yeah. but he's been playing them the climb because he said the climb sums up uh, his side's predicament perfectly. They did mm. go out and win at the weekend, so oh, clearly good. it yeah. worked. Yeah. If you listen to the lyrics, it's not about where you start from or where you end up. You've got to enjoy the climb. Mm. So it's great to it deconstructed by the Stoke manager. We believe we're going to end up in a certain place and there's going to be a journey along the way. Uh, so mm. we can either enjoy it and get on board now or we can get on board when things are good. I know which I prefer. <laughs> it's a song my fiancée plays, but the message is, in, uh, is the point. I don't think we'll be playing it in the dressing room yet. But I think at the end of a game when you've oh, won yeah. with the arms, lighters... So, I mean, bit, is Miley Cyrus going to become the most influential thinker in football? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. they've beaten Leeds. Yeah. Maybe she can do a bit of spying for them. I know Pep Guardiola is absolutely obsessed with Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> 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 yeah, it could be. That kind of, sort of country pop crossover mm. could be the way for, uh, for managers to inspire their players. Um, the other mm. nice story of the weekend was, did you see that uh, James Milner was uh, sent off, of course, by mm. John Moss? There was no argument from him, really. He just headed off the pitch. He didn't have any truck uh, with the referee. This is because uh, when he was a pupil at Westbrook Lane Primary School in Horsforth in Leeds, John Moss was his, um, was his uh, sports teacher. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really? So, yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? He was actually sent off by the guy that took him for football training all those years ago. <laughs> you learnt nothing, he said, as he said, <laughs> yeah. to, the, to the stands. Yeah, what about that? Did you not just make him, why, did, why did you give him a red card? Why didn't you just make him run round the pitch sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If he idea. turned up not in the right kit, they'd just get a pair, just get a pair of kids. Get a pair of shorts out of the box then, Milner. You are doing games today. Don't bring, yeah, I, I don't care about you. Yeah, I know you've got your inhaler. You just... <laughs> Maybe you, that's I, why he didn't wait, because he knew what he knew anyway. But, I mean, he, he, it's always good when a player just walks off and doesn't wait yeah, he kind of he, he put his arm out yeah. to the referee. There was no uh, messing about. Do you see that Maria Sharapova yeah. has admitted a weakness for croissants? Really? Yeah, apparently, she tested positive for pastries. Did she? Did she? Really? <laughs> yeah. She, she did actually do this thing. She tried a sneaky seven-minute toilet break to no avail. She seven was, minute? I think she... It, did she, leave, one sort of, did well, she, she went, leave the court with a copy, <laughs> yeah, copy of the sun star. under her arm? <laughs> a cryptic crossword. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, just, imagine that. You just, and she goes into a bag and thinks she's going to change her racket. And she gets a copy of the paper, folds it up, and just walks off. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't her it? Her opponent <laughs> said it was never going to affect me. So Give it five waste of time. But yeah. that's what they do. If they, you know, if you, I think she'd lost the set 6-1 or something like that. And... Then, you know, obviously she's right. trying she, to break she's the momentum. Beaten by Ashley Barty, who played um, in the women's big bash uh, cricket a couple of seasons ago. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Good knowledge. That, that, that is good there. knowledge. Yeah. That is good knowledge. The big the, bash is dreadful this year, though. Is it, oh, it's so boring. <laughs> every, every game I've turned on has been a dull, one-sided game. I haven't yet to <clears> see a game that's made me stay on and want to watch it. It's just, well, it's just too at, short. It's, it's, it's at least four and two-thirds days too short for me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, I like that. I love the IPL, but this is a very yeah. second-rate competition, I'm afraid. Apart from learning about John Moss and James Milner and their, and their previous, um, we discovered this weekend that Junior Stanislas's real name is Felix. 
Junior Felix. No, <laughs> Felix Stanislas. No, Julia Felix. Yeah, anyway, Julie Felix. That's one for the teenagers. It certainly is. Um, Andy, I was going to ask you something. Yes, we saw a mm. fantastic bit of racket smashing, yes. didn't we, just now? In Al- the... Alex Zverev in his uh, defeat yeah. of Milos Raonic yesterday. And it was, I mean, technically it was absolutely superb. The break of the wrist as the racket repeatedly <laughs> hit the ground. And what made it so spectacular was that he absolutely hammered one side of the racket and then wasn't content with that turned it over to the as yet undamaged <laughs> other side of the racket and gave that all kinds of uh, hammer as well. It was an absolutely top-class tantrum. It's yeah. the kind of tantrum that uh, there's not enough of in tennis these days. It's, it's a code a, violation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It does mean that the, the equipment of choice, of course, is very breakable. But in other sports, I mean, very rare you'd see in a cricket match, really, someone just take it out of a bag, get out very cheaply. Sometimes they'll kind of throw their bat to the ground or they'll mm. bash it on the floor. But no one does a Pete Townsend on their bat <laughs> no, out don't. in the middle, do they? <laughs> no, I think, well, that's something cricket is. Maybe that'll come, that'll be the next thing in, the next innovation in T20 yeah. cricket is if, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you have two stumps knocked out, you are contractually obliged to smash your bat to pieces yeah. in front of a camera. The producer telling us it is cricket club, somebody broke his bat in half and then lobbed it in the river. <laughs> That's, really? that's good. That's pretty thin. That's Port- as Jeffrey Boycott. That was after John rang, ran him out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> as Jeffrey Boycott always says, you can't score runs if half your bat's in a river. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so um, if, if, if you've taken out on the equipment, folks, uh, mm. do let us know in the Zverev envelope. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 and tweet to TSH&J. Lovely piece in the paper the other day about Sergei Baltacha. Fantastic player. Yeah, I read back that. That's a nice piece. And uh, he had a sponsored car. One of the uh, one of the provisors, as they would say, uh, when he came over, uh, was that he had to drive a Lada. So you know, <laughs> right. yeah, he had to drive a Lada from a local dealership. He had no choice. Glamorous days of nineteen eighties football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was a sponsored car, yeah. and it has on the side, you know, the, the big Lada cars and the phone number of yeah. the dealership. Driven by Sergei Baltasha, Ipswich Town FC. Our producer, when we were in Russia, was desperate for us to buy him a Lada, a second-hand Lada, and he was going to drive home. He hates flying. <laughs> and we were going to put, sponsored by H&J on the side <laughs> of it, and then drive through Europe. But of course, I, you know, Meza Urza doesn't need a sponsored card, is he? I mean, but it wasn't that long ago, really, that you saw... I mean, in the world of cricket, even more recently... Yeah, I see him. Matthew Rose out the old about in his car a few years ago. I remember the excitement of going to watch county cricket and yeah. walking through the car park. And Always on the cricket. Alan Eggleston sponsored, <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. Usually the local Thrill. car yeah. company, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe in these times when they've kind of everybody drives a rap Bentley, even the blokes in the youth team. <laughs> really, but there was a time when you'd have your name. Rapped Bentley. Every name would be plastered uh, on the side of it in big letters. I remember seeing. Vinnie Jones on the M25 and a Fiat Punto with his name plastered <laughs> all over the side of it. When he was at, um, I don't know if he drives that around LA still. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be fantastic. Still got the Punto. I think Prince Philip should get a sponsored car. Really? <laughs> yeah. Specs as, as, as long as he doesn't drive. Yeah, of course. Their PR is so bad, isn't it? Who? The royal family. Oh, okay, I think well. I'm going to get a job there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you'd be helpful. The, the, this, these poor people who, who were hit by the by the Duke of Edinburgh. Well, we, we don't know, Andy, we don't know this. We don't know what went on. We don't know the circumstances. Well, I don't think they're denying it. No, but look, there was an <laughs> I don't think they're going to sue us. None of us, know the, well, none of us know the details of the accident. We've got a pretty good idea. Well, we don't presumably, know. We they, presumably they, they're worried about it because the Queen got her lady-in-waiting yeah. to ring the family and say how sorry they were about the whole thing. So well, yeah. it's a kind of admission of liability, I'd say. Well, I, I did not necessarily. Are you but, a lawyer? I, Are you a lawyer? But, but why not get the Queen to ring? Would it be she so, may have rung without prejudice. <laughs> 
<laughs> Send some flowers and stop driving. That would be a much better <laughs> idea. That's, that's, you should be head of PR then. I'm the telling you. That would it be does fantastic. suggest, though, that the national anthem works, because I've been singing all the time for God to save the Queen. Obviously, she's got some credits and <laughs> passed them over to us. That's, exactly, that's, that's uh, very true. Following Dave, that, that's a quick turnaround. I mean, if you were anybody but the Duke of Edinburgh, would you get a brand new uh, Range Rover the following day? And such a good idea to drive it without a seatbelt. Yeah, on still the, on its way from Belgium. Brilliant. It should be in about a month. Um, Andy, where can we catch you in action, mm. comedy-wise? Uh, well, in America. Um, oh, wow, in, uh, really good. Towards the end of February, I'm doing a, a podcast, or with the Bugle podcast, doing a load of live shows around uh, around the States for, for three weeks. Brilliant. Um, wow. Uh, there, You've done that before. My, my yeah. eldest lad came and saw you when you were That's in right. Boston. Very yeah, much yeah. enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, yeah, I've done this my uh, my thir- third tour of the States. Yeah. Um, so that should be... Uh, be fun you should watch yeah. Morecambe and Wise in America. Yeah, <laughs> it was on how they try to crack America. It's really fascinating. Yeah. The they, they went had, down, they had to change the all their pattern. <clears throat> they had to do completely physical things. So you just got to throw yourself onto the stage. But Ed, Ed Sullivan loved them. Yeah, he did. He? Yeah. He, they were always on the show. He would kind of there was that thing of um, he would come out and if he shook if he came out on the stage when you'd done mm. your bit, shook you by the hand. It was like it was like. Uh, kissing the, the, the ring. It he was took like, part in a sketch with them, Boom Ooh Yatta Tata, that famous He did, song he took thing. part in one of their. So, what you need, I suppose, who, who would it be these days? Jimmy Kimmel or someone like that? I mean, you need to. You need him to come out and shake your hand. <laughs> well, what I will be doing in America is not abandoning my cricket jokes. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a rule that every gig I do in the States <clears throat> has to have at least. Five minutes of cricket. <laughs> Punish them for the mistake they made. That's years bold. Ago. I agree that would be bold. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I mean, Canada really with your love of ice hockey now, Andy. You oh, should yeah. work the Canadian. Well, I did a gig in uh, a gig in Toronto last uh, October, and um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it, I've not I've not delved into ice hockey material yet. I think that would be that would be risky in. in yeah. What about those Canucks, eh? Just yeah. kick off and yeah, <laughs> yeah. The place. know the town you're in and just just yeah, yeah. Do a bit some. of local that's it. Just yeah. hammer yeah, the yeah, local yeah. rivals. Yeah. Well, um, okay, so people can find those dates. So America yes. next, uh, America next, and uh, yeah, the Bugle podcast uh, you can find online and download from whichever podcast provider you use. Brilliant, good to see you as always, Andy. Thanks for Andy's Nortsman there. Uh, our thanks to him. Um, so uh, just a couple of these as Andy was in part of this. I played in a game of cricket for Taplow Cricket Club. Says. Uh, has put his name on it. Where we batted first and scored 390 in 40 overs. Like, he then took a wicket in the first over and the batsman put all his kit in the bin and went straight home. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. All his kit in the bin That's and went home. Thank you. you should have put your name on that. Thank you very much to kick us off. Anyway, Andy Brassel is here to uh, take us around Europe. We'll have all the latest transfer news as well, including the latest Randy on Higuain. Will he sign before midday on Wednesday? I personally hope not, but obviously he wants him to. It doesn't matter if he does sign, he won't play him. You don't think so? He won't be ready for our football. Okay, well, we'll see. That's a good impression. More of Andy's impressions later, of course, from the weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. And he's quite excited by the prospect, the older NFL. He said, the, what were the games like over the weekend? The two semi-finals were fantastic. Yeah? The championship games. I mean, to be honest, I, I watched about an hour of one of them, but they were on late. They started, one started at 8, the other one started about 11. So, yeah. But, so I watched the highlights this morning. And, uh, yeah, two very close games and controversial games too. I, uh, Even I with it... replay, it shows you they've had replay in the NFL for yeah. ages. There was a call in one of the games that... How the officials missed it was unbelievable, but they did. Yeah. So it shows you, even with VAR and all that, 
it's human error. A couple of weeks' time then, Super Bowl, yeah, right, live on Talk yeah, Sport. Yeah. And uh, I'll take it, at least one of those games we played, if it's finished, at the new Tottenham Stadium, won't it? Yeah. You would I mean, think. It would be nice if it wasn't New England. It gets a bit tedious with Tom Brady, really. Yeah. But I suppose he's quite good. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty decent, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Now, um, uh, you don't often get this when a manager mm. loses his job that uh, he has a kind of farewell message on the big screens. But that happened with David Wagner, of course, yesterday. And uh, he had a chance to say goodbye to the fans. That's All nice, the, isn't it? What a nice thing. You I think he's that. really unlucky there. He's done a great job. It's, it's not his fault they've got no goals in them. They've got no strikers. Yeah. You know, so it's difficult. And they created quite a lot. It, you know, just never finished. So... Yeah, you, know, you feel for him a bit. I'm sure he'll pop up somewhere else. He did. Uh, it was quite an interesting line that he used in his mm. goodbye message. He said, I can tell you my backpack after three and a half years in charge of this football club is full of positive memories. And I thought, he's definitely going to call his autobiography that. <laughs> a, back- a backpack full of memories. Uh, that's <laughs> my it. time at Huddersfield. David Wagner will be signing copies of his new autobiography, A Backpack Full of Memories, definitely. colon, my time in Huddersfield, in Waterstones <clears throat> in Huddersfield High Street, won't he? And I just thought it could become the old backpack series. Mm. You know, my backpack brings all the boys to the yard, David <laughs> Wagner and Kellys, uh, and that would be a nice one, or Backpack, do it again, the, uh, the David Wagner, his time on the road with Steely Dan. You could see that, couldn't you? Yeah, if you've got any other series. suggestions for the not? Backpack series, then um, talksport.com, Why not? text 81089, tweet J. Now, if uh, Talksport were paying you £501,000 a year, right? Oh. <laughs> They better not. Be. Come, um, come back cold. at six o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a bit closer. It, say they were, and you bought a, a bag of crisps for a pound. Would you claim for it? Because this bloke, the dean of the London Business School. Oh yeah, he did. He basically earns a five hundred and one thousand pounds a year, and they they went what, through as an expenses. isolated expense or, or yeah, what? Well, just he part of his through, expenses. He put through a, a claim for a pound bag. Let's of use crisps. that word chit shall we and if you're listening <laughs> if you're listening in medium way that's ch yes but uh maybe put through a separate chit i don't one, know the exact details for one pound i don't know i'm not sure i would actually and I'd, uh I'd rita wear rita or is a big story i don't know i normally think these rita or stories aren't that huge but mm. this is a huge rita or a story or a story the rita or a story yeah 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 She's changed her mobile phone number. Oh, she hasn't. What? Too? How can that be it? a story? Have you got it? Have I we'll got pass it? Pass on Auntie Joshua. We've been no. trying to make that happen, haven't we? She said, "What did she say here?" It's full of the usual. Uh, she changed her mobile number to cleanse herself of a long list of exes. Oh, yeah. The digit switch means there's no chance of a message from Rita's former flames, and they go and list them. But you're not interested. Neither am I. I finally changed my number. Now I'm like, no one's texting me. Well, that's because you changed your number. Yeah, <laughs> but it feels actually really good. Yeah, I feel like I've had a big cleanse. It's weird, but I did it. I now have the power of who I want to bring into my life. Well, you haven't really because you've lost your contacts. Yeah. And the energy that I want and who I want to talk to. Mm. I've never been in that position and it feels really, oh, yes, all right. Now, how is that a story? Well, I don't know. Well, you, the thing is, it becomes a story because you bring it to the national mm. audience on a, on a regular basis. The uh, Rui Faria, when he left mm. the side of um, Jose Mourinho, there's a feeling that uh, he was going to go off in the past, his new land a big plum job because he worked under the master. Well, he's back in work, but he's back in work at the Qatari champions, Al Duhail. 
not quite. Probably not quite the job he had. In, not not quite the job he had joining us this afternoon. Very good, my great friend Al Duhail. Morning, Al. Yeah. But you no, know, um, this mm. is where he's gone. He's, he's he's in Qatar. Imagine the money's great, but um, surprising, really, isn't it? Not a world giant, is it really? I, no. I thought he might have popped up somewhere slightly high, more high profile than that when the chance came. Now, week after week during the uh, fabulous revival of Torquay, our producer's football team. Oh, yeah. Which I, I sort of make it a well, duty. We, we live it. We live. We live it with him, and yeah. I make it a duty to look up the scores mm. so I can, when I speak to him. You're on not the... interested. You make it a, you make no, it no, a duty. No, I you? am interested because I care about John, and I like to, when we okay. first. I don't. I know you don't. Well, you don't care about anybody. When I first, <laughs> when I first, well, you don't like him because you don't like me, and that's the same. He's the same yeah, as me. Yeah, basically, that's he's, how it works. He's you in, this is what, look at look at this. Look at him in look here. Look how bitter and mad he is. And then you're going to be like this because you're showing true. signs of it now as a child. Yeah. So what are you going to when you're his age? Look. Look at him, you are. You're both wearing the same roll necks. It's a bit creepy, actually. It's like that bit in Gregory's Girl. One elephant, two elephant. Anyway. Yes, so every week I sort of check up. There's never a report because they don't bother to go yeah. send people to the National League South. Uh, so there we are, and they've won game after game after game. And then I pick up the mail on uh, the Daily Mail today, and yeah. there's a big report from Adam Shergold. They send him down to Twerton Park yeah. for bar three, Torquay two. Alan Shergold? <laughs> Adam, Adam Shergold. Oh, okay, sorry. Not Alan Shergold. Okay, sorry, yeah. <laughs> no one's found him. Now, Adam Shergold, he um, he basically did the report for the Mail on Sunday. There it is. They only turn yeah. up when they lose. I know. Great survivor Johnson can't repel the Romans. What gives it an edge, of course, is that Ben Fletcher, who brings you the sports news here, here on TalkSport oh, on yeah, Breakfast, it's good, uh, is a Woking fan, and it's very much Woking and Torquay going head-to-head. So we have, we have classic mm. bants in the office. Isn't there another team involved with another member of staff? I don't think so. Bath, Bath, possibly. Some, one, one of the other producers is a okay. big Bath fan. I don't think yeah. it's an intense rivalry that we're seeing in the, in <laughs> no, the other games. Not, no. uh, now, do you want, somebody else did a sari this weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, Graham Coughlin did it. He's at um, the Bristol Rovers. And he, he, he went sort of medieval on his boys as well. Did he? He said, he, yeah, they lost 1-0 at home to Wickham. And he said, that dressing room drove the previous manager bonkers and I won't let him do the same to me. He didn't do this for his Italian interpreter. <laughs> yeah, and he said, uh, he took over from Daryl Clark. He said, after that performance, there's not one player who can expect to hold on to the jersey. And I'm not being flippant or funny when I say that. Well, we weren't laughing. We can tell you're angry, Graham. But what about that? Drove the last manager bonkers. They're not going to do the same thing to me. When I was doing my manager's uh, voice attempts on the weekend. Oh, we got some of those. You want to hear them? I, I did do a, a Sari's interpreter. Yeah, that's odd. I mean, I know, it was really strange. You couldn't do Sari. So you I'll, tried Sari. Yeah, you? I tried. Well, there's no point because I can't speak Italian. Should we hear from Sari's interpreter? Is Don't play too possible? much of him. But, yeah, yeah we, we can try and find a bit of it if we can in a moment. So it's, it's uh, not yeah. easy. I was angry, first of all, and I was disappointed. I was disappointed at our mental approach more than anything else. Why has he got northern all <laughs> well, of a he's very northern, the point. But from a mental approach point of view... Um, yeah, but from a mental approach You're just doing your Sean Dyche, aren't you? <laughs> Everything really. sounds like Sean Dyche. Everything sounds like Sean Oh, that's my dream last no, night. I'm telling you, my Unai Emery does not sound like Sean Dyche. I had a dream. It doesn't sound like anything. Sean came on oh, yeah. with us on the show. Did he? You weren't here for some reason. It was just me. <laughs> just As you. the boss wants to have a word with you after the show, <laughs> yeah. by the way. It was just me on my own. <laughs> by the way. And we get... By the way, it's his job, by the way. It was your job, by the that's way. That's how you'll be earning 501,000 pounds. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> by the way, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so um, anyway, yeah. um, mm. he came on mm. and kicked off quite nice. It was all going with talk. I know mm. Sam Burnley, what a great result. You should have won. You're unlucky. And then he turned. Did he? He wasn't happy with the voices. He wasn't happy with it's your job, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, and he, 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 yeah, he got, and it all got a bit out of hand, got a bit eggy. But I, I, mm. I, I hope that doesn't happen, of yeah. course. Have a, have a listen to my Unai Emery. I would like to listen to you. I'm glad you like my dream, Andy. Yeah, yeah well, no, it's a good dream. <laughs> well, <it's only> <laughs> yeah, let's bring it back to well, me, can we? No, before, no. before it's Come just on. you doing it. We've talked oh, no. about this before. before. People's dreams are terrible. I know they are, but look, it was about Sean Dyke. I this with my wife. If I needed to hear somebody else's dream, I could have just heard Come hers. On. <laughs> it was related to something we were talking about. It wasn't apropos or nothing. I wasn't I walking down the street. I've had a strange dream. The Burnley manager. I hate it as well. Let me point out. I have to live with it. This. And I get a kind of stealth approach from my missus. So she said, long. I had a weird dream. I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so and so. Yeah, no, I, I really don't. <laughs> but you wouldn't. But no, I really don't want to know. Oh, they're so um, long as well. Anyway, it was Sean Dice. That was it. Yeah. Um, and yes, here from well, Unai Emery. Yeah. Because um, it, it sounds a bit mad when you do. Well, it is a bit mad. Yeah. Very good work. The first half for, for, for did the difference in the result, but also the... I think it was very good work in the first half in the result. <laughs> oh, we can defend together and also we have some chances in, in, in our moment. Hope oh, I can defend together and we also have some chances in our moment. What? <laughs> that's not, that's I thought it was quite accurate. That doesn't sound right. But you have got that thing where he just <laughs> whack. He, just, yeah, just he finds one word that he accents, doesn't he? It's good, says isn't it? it? says it much louder yeah. than the other no, it's, words. it's excellent. You, I've noticed you, that. You can't complain yeah. about that. That's true. The world's oldest man has died. Yeah. Pretty sad, isn't he? He was 113, I think. Mm. And, uh, which is quite old. He's a Japanese fella. And he put it down to no stress. Really? Nothing to do with porridge or whiskey. Okay, really. So he said no stress. He had a stress-free life. Yeah, it's How right, do you manage that? I have no idea. It was obviously the way to go, though. What did he can. do? Or We obviously didn't support Chelsea, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and you know, look, sometimes you're working under a, a, yeah. a manager and life at work is difficult, and, and uh, that may have been the Manchester United players, mm. and they'd be coming home at night after, a, after training, and Jose's got stuck into them, giving them a load of clogs, and they're useless. Mm. And, uh, the, you know, the wife consoles them, the partner consoles them, and one thing leads to another. This is the only thing I can imagine, because Manchester United uh, found themselves after seven of their players are involved in a baby boom. Fred, oh, really? Matic, um, Pogba, Romelu Lukaku, who've all had children this month, Smalling, Matteo Damian, Victor Lindelof, all got kids on the way. Um, All down to Jose Mourinho. Jose, just <laughs> driving him mad at work and uh, getting a consoling arm round the shoulder. <laughs> That's a good point. From the other half. <laughs> it's it's, I, I'm just putting it down to that. Well, uh, you might be right. Yeah. Um, or the Man City documentary on, on telly. That's right. Now, the last time John Ketley was on, oh, yeah. I asked him... Uh, John the, Ketley, weatherman, the weatherman. Yeah, 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 not the plumber. Just, no, obviously not. Yeah. I said to him, why do the tabloids do this thing where they try and scare their audience, you know, the living daylights out of the New ice the age. It's going to be too hot, too cold. So <laughs> he said, I don't know. I asked the tabloid editor once. He just said, well, it's something to do, isn't it? Or well, you like know, that. people are obsessed with the weather yeah, in this country, aren't we? So uh, it says here, the headlines, colder than Moscow. And I've written, yeah. it is in July. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's not going to be colder than Moscow. Ten inches of snow on the way. 2,000 gritters standing by. That would be a miracle. Yeah. Longest freeze for six years. And you think... What happened to the polar vortex that was coming two weeks ago? I don't know, Andy. Yeah, take it up with someone quite. else. I mean, it, I mean, it is quite cold, but I still don't, I'm still not going with that one. Now, we got live football for you tonight over mm. on TalkSport 2. Yes. And it's West Brom, a arrested, tanned West Brom team. Because they've much like Liverpool are on their way 
to uh, Dubai this week because they're out in the cup. Mm. Albion are just back. They've had a sunshine break in Dubai. Don't they won it in a game show? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Darren. You've won today. Sunshine break in Dubai for twenty-five. Yeah, but they've all they've all gone off, and they had a great time. They're all well, should, rested and relaxed. Make a difference. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Don't ask me to it Here we go. Then five questions based on last week's show. Mm. Uh, Andy. Yes. Mike Farquharson joined us last week. What? Committee member from a football club who were being relegated because of their small dressing rooms and referees room. Which club is it? I'll, I'll, I won't want. I just, I'll just, I'll take the name of the town. I know Aylesbury. Well done. Yes, yeah, and then he went all the shot. Dredged. We spoke to uh, a former manager of the Clash and Ian Dury and the Blockheads. He got his own art exhibition on at the National Football Museum. What's his name? Yes. What's his name? It's a funny name. <laughs> Pretty unusual. It is, yeah. It's not necessarily his real name. Uh, Luke Vinyl, or something oh, like that. Luke Vinyl, Cosmo Vinyl. Oh, oh no. Luke Vinyl. Luke Vinyl. <laughs> Who's Luke Vinyl? <laughs> Luke Vinyl. <laughs> uh, I often say that these days. Um, we spoke to uh, the Welsh coach, uh, the assistant coach of Wales, who's worked uh, and actually put Omri and Vieira through their badges. Mm. Can you remember what his name yes, is? Yes, I can. Ocean Roberts. Well done. Uh, who did we speak to about uh, Petr Cech's retirement? Oh, uh, Lenny Pidgeon. Yeah, oh, yeah. See, it's coming back to you. I think I've set these well. This is the hard one. Uh, Adam Hess joined us, the comedian. His new show that's on at the Soho Theatre in London is named after an aquatic creature. And we sort of talked about the fact it would make a great disaster film if there was a giant one. Uh, no? No, I can't remember. Seahorse. Oh, okay. There we are. There we are. Not bad. Not bad. Wasn't well, bad, was it? You see that, Adrian? You'd watch it. You'd watch a film about a giant killer seahorse, wouldn't you, Adrian? I would, yeah, but I just, I'm still bewildered how you can't remember Cosmo Vinyl. <laughs> it's a name that's stuck in everybody's head. And while, while, <laughs> it's a good start to the show. And while at sea, it comes onto land and terrorises the Cheltenham Festival. Big Alan. Big Alan won't leave the bar even though there's a killer seahorse on the loose. He won't leave the Guinness. I'm, st- I'm drinking my pint. Hold I'm staying here. I'm finishing this. That's what happens. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. So there we are. That was this afternoon, as far as we're concerned. Yeah. Uh, Jade Dernback with us tomorrow in the studio. Yeah. England, Surrey all-rounder. Yeah, yeah. should be fun. Uh, ahead of the exclusive and live coverage of England in the West Indies on the TalkSport network. But uh, thanks for downloading us. We will catch up with you tomorrow. Beautiful. Cheers, Ruth. See you tomorrow. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.